Well, hello, Fellowship family. It's good to have you with us as we continue the conversation after this series called Our Cultural Moment. This past weekend, we looked at that topic of proselytizing. And again, it's that formal word more in the language of the secular culture than one that we're more familiar with it. But we know it is sharing your faith. But we're sharing a faith in a culture that's more and more resistant to it, that doesn't even view the gospel as neutral, but more as toxic. And so they see Christians who share their faith as aggressive and insensitive and objectifying people who they share it with. And so it's with these that we need to know the environment, but at the same time be faithful witnesses of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Over the course of this uh, 30-minute or so message this past weekend, um, we looked at a compelling vision that we really can't escape it. If the gospel is in us and if this incredible gift has been given to it, us, we want to share it with others. It needs to move through us. The great command of Jesus uh, is the commission to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teaching them to observe everything he's commanded us. And remember that he's with us. We're promised his presence as we go and do this. And so we have to align to that, whether our background or our wiring is more timid or more fearful or more passive, we have to align to the gospel because it's something that God has empowered his church to do. And remember, you are the church. You're to advance that. And, and we looked at the compassionate picture of really not making it about a, a project, but really coming alongside a person, giving them value, being respectful, listening, not just demanding and um, debating with them. And so uh, as we process this, uh, I have with me Brody Lumpkins. And uh, Brody is our coordinator for local outreach, and he oversees personal evangelism here, as well as our partnerships of advancing the gospel in this region. And so, Brody, welcome. It's good to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Joe. Good. So when you think about this message that we talked about, what was your one takeaway? Yeah, so my largest takeaway was the dichotomy between what the skeptic or the secular perspective of the way a Christian pursues evangelism and that as we went through those main uh, six different things that the author saw as threatening or aggressive or toxic, that uh, things like uh, being owed a debate uh, by having to engage with the Christian who's trying to share Jesus with them, um, the dichotomy of um, them seeing us as objectifying them. Yeah. Whereas Jesus gives us a word for the church that we're actually adding value to the, the person's life, giving them dignity by loving them in a way that we can move from ourselves and our comfort and safety to address the way that they may perceive us, but actually give them dignity instead of be threatening or toxic or yeah. um, interpose ourselves into their, their system of belief. That's right. That's right. So what I'd like to do now is I'd like to kind of pause our time here with Brody and go around the room and ask each person what they got out of the message. What was their big takeaway? Why don't you talk about that? And we'll join back in.
All right, one of the areas that Brody oversees here is the uh, leading of our Alpha ministry. And uh, what I'd like him to do now is to kind of share with you what is Alpha and uh, how does it share the gospel with people as they connect to it? Yeah, so Alpha is a new concept of how we can contextualize how we do um, and how we share the gospel with other people. Um, it addresses exactly what we talked about with the stigma and the stereotype, uh, the dichotomy of how the secular world views the way we do evangelism and addresses that by uh, focusing on belonging and longevity of relationships instead of a one-time event. And so Alpha is a welcoming environment for mm -hmm. people who are spiritually curious um, that want to begin a conversation or ask questions, but wouldn't ever consider coming to a church on the weekend. Or they've come to a church, but they're not really making the connection with uh, what are these people about and what do I actually believe? And so, mm -hmm. so on this... We used to have it here at Fellowship. Yeah. And it was a smaller group that mm -hmm. was, we struggled to get people to come yes. to church and have these conversations. And then you moved it. Yeah. And so where is it now and what's happening there? Yeah. So um, we had it for about, we had it for three different sessions here at the church. And we realized that we weren't reaching the group of people that Alpha's meant for. We were reaching people who already are Christians but weren't really sure what Alpha is. And so um, as we've been able to bring that a part of our culture and invite more people to invite their friends, we've moved it out to Dialogue Coffee House. Um, and that's where we'll host our Alpha course. I didn't explain this great earlier, but um, Alpha is set up as an hour and a half uh, course where people will come in. They'll have maybe an icebreaker, a game. They'll eat dinner together. And then they'll watch a video that goes over one of these main topics. And this is where we make it where they feel comfortable and welcome to come in because it leaves room for questioning. And so the first topic they come in and they see is, um, is there more to life than this? Very easy in uh, for them to ask questions about uh, what, what does faith look like? Mm -hmm. And for them to really disagree with what we're talking about and engage in that. And so after they watch the video, they have a time for discussion, and this allows them to speak without being shut off, corrected, or judged. And that's the unique thing about Alpha, is we don't expect them on one night to make a decision. We, we invite them to continue to come back, build a relationship, digest what they're seeing in these videos, and to really make a decision for themselves over this time while making friendships with people who are living it out. Yeah, so how would, you, how would you compare that with a typical presentation of the gospel and then an invitation into making a decision right on the spot? Well, how have you mm -hmm. noticed that those two environments in comparison to each other? Yeah, um, typically we would view evangelism as something that happens primarily just from the stage or something that happens at your doorstep or... Um, a knock on your, your door or you're walking on the sidewalk and someone comes up to you or yeah. you go up to someone. Alpha invites people to come in and they get to question what is being said. Mm -hmm. And it's given in a non-threatening way 
because the person who tells them what we believe isn't in the room and they are saying it in a way that is not so far deep that they can't understand it and uh, not too surface level that it's not uh, anchored in scripture. And so they can come in and they can come in on any of the weeks, Mm -hmm. hear the gospel and hear something that they can take away and make a decision on to practice in their lives. And so like one of the weeks is, why and how should I read my read a Bible? Okay. And they can come in on that week not ever having been to an Alpha and that be their first step to this is something that Christians believe mm-hmm. and I can argue with my host at my table mm-hmm. of why I don't think that and then come back for the next week mm-hmm. and still continue to process it, sure. ask questions, but we're not there to shut them down. Okay. And so it really gives an accepting environment where they can ask questions and articulate where they are or not with faith. Yeah. Okay. Have you noticed that people will share more in that environment of of their lives? Yes. I I have seen people open up from coming in and not saying anything for the first two weeks to by the time they're over, they, uh, our conversations will go 15, 30 minutes past the time that our class happens. And sometimes we'll meet with them outside of uh, our Monday night gatherings for them to continue talking with us. Sure. And they really open up their lives to us for us to listen. And then where they want us to be involved, we can invite them into those next steps. Okay, great. So right now, um, would you recommend if I have a friend who has a bunch of questions, but I don't have a bunch of answers, would you recommend that they... um, that they connect with Alpha and how do they connect with Alpha and and uh, arrive? Yeah. So first, for a guest to connect with Alpha, the easiest way to connect is by going to a website that Alpha provides to people. Okay. AlphaUSA.org/try, and okay. they it doesn't even have to be with our church. There okay. are Alphas that are being hosted outside of our walls, mm-hmm. uh, with our people, with other organizations and churches. Here and in the Topeka area? In, in Topeka area. Okay. And even if people who travel to Topeka to come to FBC mm-hmm. or watch us online, they can look up and visit uh, an alpha in their area. In their area. And okay. so uh, for guests, we are seeking to provide more opportunities for guests to hop in. Okay. Um, for people who want to get involved in volunteering, we will be hosting an alpha uh, interest lunch that okay. will be here in the fireside room, which is at the end of the atrium for people to come far and ask questions. Far east side questions. of the building, right? Far, far east side of the building okay. for them to come and ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's not a commitment, but it's a space for them to come uh, watch one of the alpha videos, see what it looks like, enjoy lunch, ask questions, and yeah. maybe see what ways that they could engage their friends, their neighbors, their coworkers with the gospel. And even if you're online and you watch online, I would love to meet with you and talk about how you could host an alpha online with your friends and neighbors. That's um, great. It's flexible. It can happen anywhere with anyone, mm-hmm. with any type of people. And we've done it even at places like the rescue mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen people who are incredibly nervous to share their faith with other people share it with uh, what 
what most people see as an uncomfortable demographic, yeah. uh, which is our homeless population, and walk out smiling, realizing they've been empowered to mm. share the gospel with someone they never thought they could connect with. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Brody, I'd like you, for you to share a little bit about when that meeting is, that uh, interest meeting, so people can come to it if they're, they're interested. Yeah, if you're interested in coming, it's going to be on April 16th, right after the 11 o'clock service. And it's, as Joe said, on the far east side of the building in the fireside room. If you can't find it, ask one of our many volunteers and they can point you in the right direction. Thanks, Brody. One of the things we talked about uh, on this weekend's message was how you view yourself in the ultimate plan of God, and that is to make disciples of all nations. And we talked about the, the shift that has to take place in each of us. We have to move from consumer to that of a sacrifice. And Paul saw himself as a sacrifice. Many times he said that he's pouring his life out as a drink offering to the Lord. And that is, is that he emptied himself into taking the gospel from himself to others. And if, if as long as we're thinking of ourselves as consumers, where we show up to get, and we think about what a church can give us, or what we, even when we show up with God and, and basically say, hey, give me this and give me that, we'll really neglect that other side that's very spirit-empowered, and that is of offering your life as a sacrifice. And specifically when it comes to sharing your faith and living out your faith. What I'd like you to discuss and go around the room right now is what are some things in your life that maybe you, you're, you have tendencies towards being a consumer? What are things that have to change? A thought, an action, a perspective that has to change for you to see yourself more as a sacrificial person showing up to give, not to consume, uh, and showing up in other people's lives to give to them, not to, to consume them or overwhelm them. Uh, why don't you go around the room and, and uh, just answer that question. And now we're going to talk about the whole concept of you and two. Fellowship over the years has thought about this, this principle that it's less in how many advertisements we can do to get people into the gospel and more about each of us taking personal responsibility and living and giving the gospel to people who are already in our lives. They're far from God, but they're close to us. And so we've used the phrase you and two, that there's two people in your lives who need Christ and we will begin with prayer with them and we'll pray for an opportunity to share our faith, to invite them to something and uh, that, that might share the gospel with them that we could follow up on. And just like in Alpha, ask the question, what did you think of that? And uh, if we're to spark some conversation, not, not a transaction, but perhaps a transformation of what God wants to do in their lives. And so uh, as you think about your you and two, I've asked uh, Brody to kind of share his two and, um, and, and maybe what God has been doing through this exercise in your life, and I'll share mine. Yeah, so my two that I can think of that I'm in proximity to is uh, the two people that sat at my table with me at Dialogue for Alpha. And uh, as they've been wrestling through the conversations, they haven't quite made a commitment yet. 
And just in the case that they watch this, uh, I won't list first names, but mm. I, I pray over those two people that as we are in relationship with each other and as the other table hosts are there and pouring into them, that they would see the life, uh, the abundant life of Jesus. And then personally, um, the people that I look to and pray for uh, have been for several years are my brother and his wife. And um, I just consistently pray over their lives. And so you may have someone in your family that you've been praying for for years. Uh, Don't give up on that, uh, but treat them with gentleness and respect. Uh, those are sensitive conversations and relationships, but don't just give up on it because it's hard. Um, continue praying for them, continuing uh, to share the hope that's within you with those family members. Yeah. My, my two are uh, some neighbors of mine that um, God has just placed us in the neighborhood. And so I pray regularly for them, pray that they'd have an interest in Christ and that they would want to grow in a relationship with him. And I just am always looking for opportunity, not to treat them as a project, but to ultimately show them the infinite worth that they are in the eyes of our God and the value that they are to me. Mm -hmm. And I want them to have what I have. Yeah. That's uh, basically sharing the eternal inheritance of Christ, which is the greatest gift I've ever, ever received. What I'd like to do now is I'd like to have you go around the room and think about two people who are close to you but far from God. And uh, just think about their names. And I would like you to close this time in prayer for those two names. And uh, as, as a church that has done this over the years, it's really awesome just to see how God works when we're simply available and intentional with the gospel. This isn't about going to seminary. It's not about standing at 21st and Wanamaker with a big sign. This is simply being available for the gospel to move from one life to another. And uh, it excites me to think what God could do if we were just available with that. So share your two people, close your time in prayer, and uh, God bless you. It's been a great six weeks in journeying with you through all these topics uh, that uh, God has shown us and give us, given us a clear vision uh, and ultimately has called us to be a compelling community for people who are navigating these questions, these challenges in life. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.